Kia ora and welcome to the Have to Travel Show. I am your host Helen Brahms from Cruise Planners and today it is my honour and pleasure to have on the show with me Peggy Beauregard and Peggy is an amazing, amazing real estate investor. But Peggy, welcome to the show and thank you for taking the time out of your day to come and join us. Thank you Helen very much for this invitation. Really looking forward to talking about the amazing trip that you booked for us and I have to tell you, this is one of the best trips I've ever had in my entire life. And to well, introduce myself, <laughs> I'm Peggy Beauregard, and we are real estate matchmakers. We match cash to deals and deals to cash, and we save the investor time and money because the deals are brought to us, and they get the returns. I love that. Thank I love you. that. Okay, so you were recently down in New Zealand, and I'm getting a lot of people asking questions about New Zealand lately. So rather than having me as a person who grew up in New Zealand and somebody who will talk you to death on New Zealand, um, <laughs> as, as well as being a travel agent promoting New Zealand, I thought it would be really cool to bring on somebody who is a client who recently came back from New Zealand to get a first-hand boots-on-the-ground um, American ver American point of view on what New Zealand was like. So that's why I've got Peggy on here today, and what she has told me about her trip is absolutely amazing. So I'm looking forward to hearing the full details, so that we can um, educate everybody else from a t from a traveller's perspective what New Zealand is like. So Peggy, tell us your first point. Your first well, I can't say port of call because you were not on a cruise. You were actually there in New Zealand doing your own customized land vacation. So your first stop was Auckland, which is where all the international flights come into. So what were your first impressions of Auckland and what sort of things did you get to see and do while you were there? Thank you. Well, our first impression of Auckland is it's big. It's a big city, like most big cities. And we got picked up at the airport, so we were really happy about that because it's a very long trip overnight there. And we got to see the all the homes going in and the differences in the the uh history of the area so we were on narrower streets than i expected the freeways were like four lanes that kind of thing and then they mm -hmm. took us into the city itself and we were right in the middle of the city city central i think it's called and we stayed at this beautiful hotel called the grand and it's the Skywalk is right there, which is like 260 meters or something ridiculously high. I'm scared of heights. And uh, <laughs> you could not get that in a picture anywhere you were in town. So I don't know who does those pictures, but good for them. And the and where we stayed was like the L.A. Live here in Los Angeles where I live. So that's where all the happenings are and all the young people come and the entertainment and all the bars. So that was really kind of fun. And you read on the bay, I had no idea that Auckland was on a bay and what a beautiful, beautiful bay it is. And the days mm -hmm. were gorgeous, a little cool, but very, very gorgeous, clear. And I didn't hear this until later in the trip, but the Maoris called this the long white cloud. Oh, Yes, because the long white cloud is there every day. It's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. There's this blue, blue sky because they don't have any of the 
things that we have in L.A., and you can see how blue it is with this big white puff running for miles and miles. So that was beautiful. Yep. <laughs> and the thing I think that I really enjoyed about Auckland were all the islands. You go down to the port and you hop on one of the ferries, and it takes you to an island. So the first day we were there, we just took the shortest ferry over to a place called Devonport, and we did a little tour mm-hmm. on a bus and went around, and they gave us all the history of this little island that was built in the 20s and looks like and acts like it's still in the 50s. <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> oh, of course, you meet the people on the bus. We were on a little 15-seat passenger bus, and a couple of people, I think the gal's name was Adriana, went to lunch with us afterwards. We went to an Irish pub and listened to the music and just sat and talked and got to know this young lady and then walked this town. And what was really cool about the town is they all have overhangs, like uh, it would be like what you would call a, a, a veranda above it, but it's just an yep. overhang, so you never got wet walking. And it rained all the time there, so it was really nice. You wouldn't get wet. So all the all, and they're all built out of wood, and it was just such a cute little town. Really, really enjoyed it. Did a lot of walking there, and the next day we did a, a, a bus hop-on, hop-off bus, and we went to mm-hmm. the aquarium, and the aquarium had all the penguins that I had never seen. I thought these little penguins were like the babies, but they weren't. <laughs> they, were the, they were the blues, the smallest penguin in the world, and they look like Aren't they adorable? They're so cute. They're blue. They're this light blue, not like all the other penguins are black, but these are like blue. I'm like, why are they blue? And it's because the water that they swim in is more turquoise, so they can't be seen from above. Wow, how simple was that? Anyway, great camouflage. So, this, <laughs> so it was a great camouflage. And this, this uh, enclosure had all, I think it had every penguin in the world there, and they were nesting. So it was really interesting to watch because the female is nesting and the male is standing right in front of her. Mm-hmm. protecting so she would be protected so it, it you know I, I don't know anything about penguins or how they are or how the wildlife is so that was really really interesting to see how protective the birds are of each other mm-hmm. and that was fun and then I and then I went out to the zoo because I love zoos and I wanted to see the kiwis so I walked around the zoo and saw all the normal elephants etc and went into the kiwi they have a special thing just for kiwis and it's so dark, <laughs> and they're so quiet. <laughs> well, they're nocturnal birds. <laughs> they're nocturnal. Well, they keep it dark. They keep it so dark, even if they were moving, you couldn't see them. So I never saw a kiwi, which is cool. But I never did get to see a kiwi. So I bought a, I bought a charm, a kiwi charm for my bracelet. Oh, so, awesome. What a great memento for New Zealand. <laughs> that's right. My nice, shiny kiwi. <laughs> so so we and what we did do is we went up to we made reservations you have to have reservations to go up to Skywalk to the restaurant there so we made like a 9:30 reservation and we were going back to our room to change to go up and we met this man on the elevator and we invited him to go with us and he said yes so he he awesome. came in from he came in from England and he all uh, came with us so that was a lot of fun we just had a blast. There are so many tourists there. We met so many people from so many countries. It was great. And then we mm-hmm. also met, well, 
so then we got out of, so we did all of that. Oh, and then we went to uh, Waiheke Island to do the yep. wine tour. So they have a lot of white wines. We went to an olive. They had an olive oil place we went to. We went to a beer place. They had really great ginger beer. We went oh, to, I love ginger uh, beer. I haven't had that in eons. Oh, it's so good, I'm telling you. Yeah. And then we went to a place called Mudbrick, and we yep. walked up the hill. But And the view from there is fantastic, I am telling you, fantastic. You see all the islands. You're way up high, so you see all the islands out in the bay. And when I bought that charm, that kiwi charm, mm-hmm. the fellow yep. there said, I, Mudbrick, you got to go to Mudbrick. That's where I got married. And when I'm out awesome. there looking around, I'm going, oh, my God, of course he got married here. It's just incredible, incredible. And then they had some wines to taste. That they are mostly white wines, and I'm a red wine fan. So, so much for that. And then we stayed in town after that. There's a little town, and we walked that town and went to all the stores and checked all of that out and then went back and got our uh, got our boat to go back. And mm-hmm. the, they have a grocery store there, and it's just a little tiny grocery store, and everything's really close, and lots of people shopping there, because that's the yep. only grocery store in town. It is, yes. <laughs> yep, there's a few tourist places to buy things, but, oh, and they had great ice cream store there. I'm a big ice cream fan, so. Oh, you would have got some cream. great ice cream in New Zealand. <laughs> oh, my God, all handmade. Oh, my God, it's so good. Yep, so. So then we... um so that's Auckland, and in the morning we got on a bus, and we were being taken out to Rotorua. So we got to see all the countryside between Auckland and that town, and they stopped at some caves. So, But the fellow who drove, you know, a lot of times you get on a tour bus and they've got a recording going on, but not yep. this fella. He talked all about everything. He was brought up on a farm, so he was telling us all about the farms and how now – they used to be able to, when he lived on the farm, they had 120 cows per whatever the square footage you could have. Yeah. And because they've learned how to make this mash and be able to feed the cows better, they now have 420 cows on a yep. farm instead of 120. And the the milk production there feeds one-third of the world in dairy products. So that yep. that was a huge surprise, and they've, I think they have now over four million cows, and they've dropped about a million lamb, uh, sheep. So I think they have three million sheep and four million cows, and that's a huge production for them. Yep. So then we we drove out uh, through this beautiful, just beautiful. It was a couple hour drive through the back roads. Well, they're probably the main roads, but, you know, they go through all the little towns and all the farm areas. So and nice. I will tell you this, those were the main roads that you were on. Most they were the of New Zealand are two-lane highways, one lane in each direction. Right, but you're driving through neighborhoods. It's not like they yep. put in the highway and you bypass all of that. You're going through the neighborhoods. And it was just beautiful, mm-hmm. just gorgeous. And then we went to these caves, which were the more Waitomo like Carl, caves? The witch caves? Waitomo caves. Yes, and that was very interesting, and you do the singing, and you get the echoes, and you see the stag lights, 
and stagmites and, you know, don't touch. And they built all these stairwells in so you could get around. And the only way to get out is by boat. So that was really <laughs> interesting, too. It was cool. That was just so much fun to do. And then the one thing I like about that boat, though, is that you're in a dark cave and you look up and it's like looking at a starry sky. Yes. But you, that's and you right. have to remember that you're inside a cave and it's all the glowworms. Oh, I'm glad you reminded me of that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, that was really amazing. That was yeah. that was the highlight of the of that part of the tour. Yeah, it always amazes me that you're looking at the starry sky and then you have to remember, hang on, I'm inside a cave, and I'm looking at the starry sky. Yes, and, and it's actually the, the cave feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So amazing and yeah. Yeah, and and that was really nice, and that was just so calming to be in that. And it's and that's to me that's the way all of New Zealand is. It's very calming, and the people are so nice. It's very quiet, and people don't seem to be in a rush. And and it all it was, it's the first country I've ever been to, and I've been to a lot of countries that I thought, gee, if I had to move, this is where I would move. I really yep. like the place. So kind of, we, um, after living in the states and going back home to New Zealand, I find that I lose track of time because time tends to slow down. Because mm-hmm. they're not in the rush that the Americans are in. They're just sort of like, oh, you know, we'll just do things as we go. And, you know, 10 days can feel like a month when you're down there. Very easily. Very easily. <laughs> yes, I could see that. Well, yeah. we we didn't, we were only in a place for, I think Auckland was the longest. We were there three days. And um, every place else, I think we were there, like, we arrived. And on the third day, we were leaving. But that's mm-hmm. the way my friend planned it. So that was fine. So then we got to Rotorua and got unpacked and we went we went into this place called Eyesight. So if there's any any tours you really want to take, they they're in every town and you go to mm-hmm. Eyesight and they tell you all the different things there are to do and they have snacks there and the ladies and men's room and so it's a really it's a really great place to go and people just hung out there because that's where they would say, "Well, we'll meet you. We'll meet up at the Eyesight." So there were always hundreds of people around there, and they had lots of places for people to sit and wait. And uh, all like the visitors' centers. Hmm? Yeah. The centers. So think right. of them like visitors' centers. Exactly. They're visitor centers. But there's always room just to hang out outside, and taxis mm-hmm. come by there, and all the buses come by there. So it's also like the major point of transportation. So it's a really great place yep. to meet up or to catch the bus or whatever, which is what we did. We caught the bus to... I'm sorry, you have to remind me the name of the sheep. Um, the, the Agrodome. The Agrodome. That was so interesting to go out on a sheep farm. So they mm-hmm. had the sheep show. They have every kind of sheep there is, I believe, and they have the sheep perform, which means they come out onto the stage and get up on the spot they're supposed to sit. And they sit and they eat. And that's their performance. (laughs) But it's so interesting because they're all such different sheep. And then Scott is the MC, and he he does he plays all these little games and has people come out of the audience, and then he also shears the sheep. And then outside they have a they have the sheep dog or the that runs the sheep into the um, into the box. And they yep. were training a new dog, and it was really interesting because they use a whistle to train the dog, and the sheep knew where to go, and the dog didn't. So it was very entertaining. <laughs> it was great. 
And then they had all the different bulls there, which I thought was interesting. Of all the of all the different kinds of cows there are, they had these different bulls. So they, it's mm-hmm. an educational place. They bring the kids out for education. And yep, that was absolutely. so cold there. It was cold, windy, and raining, and I was so cold. They have a beautiful shop with all the different different wools there. And, of course, I bought myself a scarf with merino wool. So, yeah, that was And nice. remind me, you were there in November, was that correct? Was it November? Yes, we were there okay, in yeah. November. And so you were then, there in the springtime. Yes, but, you know, even in California normally, which it's not normal right now, it's cool up until June, which is when we hit mm-hmm. our summer. Uh, so, yeah, so it was cool and it rained and, you know, things like that. But we were prepared for that. That really didn't bother us. I just, I have a tendency to be cold all the time. So then we took the bus back. We used public transportation to get out. I think it was a couple bucks each way. And we got yep. off the bus and then we went over to Tamaki, the Tamaki Māori village, the reception center, and they put us on a bus okay. and took us out to the village. And what was great about that village, it was a dinner for a dinner thing, but what was great about it was they have these different games they play, and they and they taught you how to play the game. So, mm-hmm. now me, I got up and played all the games with them. So I played <laughs> and learned all these different games. They go, this is a game that the women played. This is a game the men played. The actually didn't start off as a game. Some of these, they actually were learning self-defense i'm like oh yeah because these these things at the end of the rope look like they could like knock you out and that's what they did the women protected themselves with these big balls at the end of a rope oh the poi and they learn how to play with them and do fun things with them but they also use them for protection so they're also very good for limbering up the wrists as well and keeping the wrists loose yeah. Um and the shorter and the shorter the poi the more and then they've got the short poi which has the short rope on it, then you've got the long poi and um yeah, so they use them for limbering up the wrists and helping mm-hmm. with coordination as well because you can get each wrist going in a different direction. And they were excellent with it of course. Mm-hmm. I, I still want well, to try a lot of practice. It. <laughs> it it's a fun to, you know, and what it would really be good is for carpal tunnel for people that have that would be a great yep. exercise for them. Anyway, so, mm-hmm. And the food there was absolutely delicious. And, of course, we met new people from other countries because it's all tourists that are there. Got the Bowery's. They were just wonderful, wonderful people. And what was really interesting is all the tattoos they have. I thought they put makeup on, but they don't. They are tattooed. And tattooing yeah. is huge in all of Australia. The blacks, the all blacks, and the and the tattooing. Yes, I'm sorry. Did I say the wrong country again? <laughs> you said Australia, but we're okay. <laughs> Australia. Uh, New Zealand. One. New Zealand, <laughs> yes. So all the tattooing and everybody's tattooed and everybody wants to be a Maori. I think it's very interesting. And uh, just it's just a lovely, lovely, lovely place. And then we walk through town on the mm-hmm. next day. Again, it's all moms and pops. They have a couple big stores, the Countdown, and they have a warehouse. But overall, it's all moms and pops. And they have a lot of discount stores. Like, it still survives without the big box stores. What did happen in uh, in Auckland is they told us that they had built this big mall, and the moms and pops all went out of business. 
Yeah. So it lo- looks like it's something that may be coming. I don't know. And then, um, so then we got on a plane and we flew to, uh, I can't remember the capital of West, no, where we changed planes. Who? Wellington. Wellington. Wellington's the, yeah, Wellington's the capital. We flew to Wellington and changed planes and then flew to Nelson. Mm-hmm. And having never been there before, I didn't know, but if I were to do that again, I would fly to Wellington and then I would take the ferry across. It's a couple of hours to go across, but I can't imagine it's anything but beautiful because looking down, I'm like, oh, why aren't we on the ferry? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, so we got yeah, once you once you get into the Marlborough Sounds there on the ferry, it is just so peaceful and calm, oh, and they yeah. have a speed limit so that the wash from the any boats going into there don't destroy the um, the islands and the land that's in the Marlborough Sounds. Mm. It's just absolutely stunningly beautiful and so peaceful in there, and the water is very very calm. And I would like to do that, so I'll be going back to do that. Plus, I haven't been to the capital. I'd like to see that. Anyway, so we flew to Nelson, which is a lovely small town. A gentleman named John picked us up. It was his own limo service. He had his own motel. He was just so super helpful. He gave us a tour of the town, which he didn't have to do. He could have taken Mm -hmm. us straight to the hotel, but he didn't. He drove us all around and showed us the town and told us the history, and we were really happy about that. And then... We got into, it was really funny because um, my friend said, We're, it's a it's an old town, right? So it's all one or two story buildings. And here's this really tall, tall building, which was what, maybe 12, 15 stories tall. Yep. And she said, oh, that's that building that doesn't even fit in. It's so tall. It doesn't look right. And we pull up to it. That's our hotel. <laughs> 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 and it's called the Rutherford. And I... I would say of all the places we say, that was number one. That was the nicest place we were of hotels, of rooms, and all of the beauty of had a gorgeous bathroom. It was a big room. It was light and bright. We overlooked the cathedral next door, and it was mm-hmm. just, it was lovely. So so Nelson was a very quiet town, and we went out looking for some food because we wanted to just bring stuff back to the room so we could eat when we felt like it, and we couldn't find a we couldn't find the grocery store, and we're walking and wandering around, and we asked this young man, could you tell us where the grocery store is? And he goes, oh, I'll take you there. Here, get in my car. So we, he drove us. like It was like four blocks. It wasn't far, but, you know, it was four blocks. And he says, here's the grocery store, and he dropped us off. And we went in, and we picked up whatever we were going to pick. Oh, because we were going to go hiking the next day. So we're picking up the food for the trip. And then... Um, mm-hmm. So we're checking out, and we said to the lady, how do we get back to the hotel? And she says, oh, here, come with me. And she takes us out into the parking lot. This this lady checks people out, right? She left her station. She goes out into the parking lot, and she says, oh, here, go over this way, go left, now go right, and you'll run right into it. It's only like two or three blocks. So we're like, oh, thank you very much, but there's a a hillside, so we couldn't see the hotel. Like, great. She left her station, showed us where to go, and then went back to work. You know, nobody's yep. yelling at her. I'm like, oh, my God, these people are incredible. So just a great little town. I love Nelson. Oh, my God, they make the best ice cream at a place called Penguins. I had yep. mango and, are you ready, curry chocolate ice cream. 
Oh mango gosh. and curry chocolate as one flavor? No, no. Man, I did a double dip. Uh, mango <laughs> is one. <laughs> I told you I'd love ice cream. So, <laughs> so oh mango was one scoop, and the other one was curry chocolate. Yes. Yes. Interesting combination. Very well. <laughs> chocolate goes with everything, though. I know chocolate goes with everything. Yes. I'm a big alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> so. So that was great, and they had bookstores there, and I went into the bookstores, and they had a wine taste. They had a wine shop, and they had wine tasting set up for certain times of the week. It was just a really nice, nice town. And then we went out to uh, my computer went off with my notes. Kerry, 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 yep, which is about an hour and a half, two hour bus ride out to the bay, and. We took a boat down. A, a Rosary wanted to hike, and I didn't really want to hike. I don't like hiking, so I just stayed on the boat and went to the end where the boat goes, and then it turns around. But there's about 10 bays, and they pull into each bay. And if you want an hour walk, you go into this bay. And if you want an hour and a half walk, you go into another bay. If you want to do a three or four or five or six hour walk there's all those there's so many choices so you can mm-hmm. actually go to the top and walk all the way down and that's like an eight mile hike yeah and then they had b&b's there really very interesting and the only way you could get there is by boat so there were yep. people that had their hiking you know their backpacks on and there were some people with suitcases because they didn't actually realize what they were actually getting <laughs> into <laughs> And the way the boat pulls in, because there's no pier or anything, they have this long um, jetty that swings out, and then people have to figure out how to walk down without falling off. There are some handles, but with all their stuff. And and then they also deliver supplies that way, too, so they were delivering supplies. So that was really nice. And then I just caught the bus back to town and got back to my place and took a nap because, you know, three days and time zones. Yes. So the next day we were on a plane again and uh, flew to Christchurch, which was a 50-minute awesome. flight. And mm-hmm. Peter picked us up at the airport, and he told us the history of the earthquake and how devastating the earthquake was. You know, I've been through a lot of earthquakes in my life. We pulled into town, and there wasn't one. It just really blew my mind that there's there's no town it's gone mm-hmm. yep and there's cranes cranes thousands of cranes i mean thousands yep. of cranes the whole town's gone maybe there's one or two blocks half blocks with a few buildings left but so they've passed ordinances now that say you can't build higher than five stories the yep. the government of New Zealand went to both Japan and San Francisco and brought in experts to tell them what they needed to do and how they needed to do it. And the people that came into work are the Chinese, the Irish, and the Japanese. Mm-hmm. And they don't have enough workers. They said it will be 10 more years before that town is up and running. And thousands yep. of people moved out. So... Anyway, we still had a good time. We went to what they call a startup. Restart. Restart. And uh, it's containers. They took these containers, ship containers, and they cut holes in them and put in the big glass. They'd do like two. So they'd weld them together. Then they cut a big hole in it and put in the big glass so that when you're walking through, just like any mall, 
you're looking in the front windows to see all the displays. Mm-hmm. And then they built two stories for restaurants, and they're all colorful. They're like red, black, green, blue, orange, purple. And it's it's like a little mall. It's really great. So And interesting products they have there, too. So that was kind of fun. And then we walked across the street to the be- to the uh, botanical gardens. Oh my mm-hmm. God, the botanical gardens! One of my favorite places to cycle oh. to in Christchurch. Mm. Cycling, yeah. They have a little canal that runs by it, and there were some fellas dressed like uh, Italians, and you get in the boat. The pun- and they called punters. They're punters, and they would uh, yep. they would not row you. What is it that with the stick that they use up and down the canal? But- they just sail you up and down the it's the Avon River, and they the boats that they have are called punts. They're kind of similar to the gondolas that you get in Venice, but they're exactly. flat bottomed and they're a little more square in shape, not the big ornate ones like you get in Venice. And they just use the poles to float you down the river, and some of them will actually sing. And they've got the um, the mm-hmm. big um, um, I'm trying to think of the name of the hats, um, but it's all very British type of done because England um, Christchurch is a very British-themed town um, city. It's a very much a British influence in that city. Um, so they have the punters that take you on the punts down the Avon River. And it's just, if you get a chance to do that, it's just an amazing ride to do and a different way to see the city. Yes, but this was just by the Botanical Garden. And yeah. it was like a little canal. It wasn't like a big river. Yeah. And what I was really blown away by, because I love botanical gardens, I've never seen such large trees in my life. I mean, they were <laughs> enormous, just enormous. <laughs> uh, there's so much rain there, they all grow really well. I was like, well, oh it's my not just God. that. So volcanic soil as well. New Zealand is mainly volcanic soil because we're very much, you know, we've all got the fault lines and we've got the volcanoes and stuff. So a lot of areas that. Um, the agriculture grows extremely well because of the richness of the volcanic soil, the minerals that are in there. Well, so, yeah, things you. grow very, very well there. <laughs> oh, and they, and they have nice little places where you could lay out on the grass, and they have uh, statues mm-hmm. throughout there, and the birds always come in, and they had uh, benches to sit on and lots of places to contemplate. It was It was really, really lovely. I really enjoyed that. And so, but there wasn't really a lot to do because... There's no town, and the yeah. one church that they all love was pretty rocky, and one of the sides is oh, gone on it. Yes, the Christchurch Cathedral. Yes, that was, they used to have this really cool tower that you could climb up to the top of, and you had this phenomenal 360-degree mm. view around Christchurch. And, uh, yeah, to see that gone was, was – um, it was heart-wrenching because Christchurch is one of my favorite cities, and I lived there for two years. Mm-hmm. And every weekend I was on my bicycle cycling around the city. Um, it's a cyclist paradise. It's flat. You can go yeah. for miles. Um, if you go up into the hills, you can do the hills if you wanted to, but I never did. I just enjoyed cycling around the city, the different neighborhoods, through the gardens, through Hagley Park, which is where the botanical gardens are. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of my favorite things to do was to climb the tower and go up there and just look out at the view um, around around the city and stuff. And so to see that cathedral as rubble was on the on the news and that was just heartbreaking because it was well, such a beautiful... Are. They're having an argument. They want. They don't want that taken down. They say it's historical and it should remain, and they'll be happy to raise the money for it. So that's mm-hmm. going on back and forth. Oh, and they have trolleys there too. 
Yes, but they have trolley, so I didn't ever get a chance to take a trolley. And then, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, we were there two days, so the next day we went down to Akaroa. Yep, which is a little French town, which I just love the story. So you're on a two-hour bus ride, so you get to get all the history. And they said, so the the French, whoever he was, came into Long Bay. It's a very long bay. And said, it oh, is. we like this. This is a lovely place. It's well protected. They talked to the Maoris. They said they were interested in buying, you know, some land there. And the Maoris said, okay, you could buy land. And they sold it to the French. And they said, okay, we're going to go back and get some people. We'll be back. So they went and got some people. And on their way back, the English came in and said, we're taking this over and put the flag up. And when the French came in with their through the Long Bay, they said, oops. Well, we don't want to fight and we don't want a war, but we do want to live here. So they said, fine, and, you know, you could buy the land, and I don't know how they got mm-hmm. that all settled, but they said it took those people about 10 years till they got on their feet where they were actually yep. able to make a living and eat and all of that. And it's just a great little town. I mean, oh, my God, it's got a great French restaurant. I had an, a wonderful meal there, a lighthouse plenty of places to walk and hike and mm-hmm. that there's like I think they said six to seven hundred people live there year round and in yep. the summertime seven thousand people come in there's all kinds of houses out there that people don't live in during the year but in the summertime they come out and occupy them and then of course and you also we get there. the ships going in there for access to Christchurch as well so the ships will come in and tender in the in the bay area and the Akaro is their drop-off point, and from there they do the bus rides into Christchurch to do and their shore excursions and stuff. We were lucky enough to be there on on the ship day. <laughs> <laughs> so it gets probably, a little crowded there in Akaro <laughs> on ship day. <laughs> it was a little crowded. I, I, as you know, the streets are quite narrow there, and. Mm-hmm. It, but it's just it, what's really nice about it is it's a small town. It's so easy to walk. I went yep. to the wine tasting place, and the people grow their own their own vines. They make their yep. own wine. They serve their mm-hmm. own wine. They sit down and talk to you while you drink your wine. They tell you the history yep. about their kids, about the family. It's just it was just so great. People and they they never. Not once was I ever treated like I was a stranger. I was always treated like I was a friend. Yeah. And that that just really blew me away because I've done a lot of traveling, and there's always nice people wherever you travel. But what these people do for other people, people are, like, really important to them. They care. Absolutely. Yep, they they care. So that was basically our New Zealand trip. We took the bus back and... Next morning, we had a 5 a.m. pickup to fly over to Brisbane to change planes to go up to the Great Barrier Reef. Awesome. And, and we're going to hear another about the story. adventure on another show. <laughs> yes, well, that we got to have you back for that one. <laughs> well, and we did four or five or six stops in, in Australia, so yeah. So, so thank well, you very much. This was just spectacular to be able to actually share my trip. No one has ever asked really about the trip other than, you know, they want to hear your five-minute story about the trip. So we just had Oh, no, I'm all for time. hearing about the details 
because there's a lot of things even as a as a travel professional when you've got clients that go to a country you know like back home into New Zealand you get the latest information um mm-hmm. the tourism board does a great job of keeping us updated but when you've got people who are there who are actually experiencing it it makes a big difference to come back and hear their stories and um so for you to be able to come on the show today I truly truly appreciate the time that you took Peggy and it was amazing to hear your stories and to hear how an American felt in New Zealand with the Kiwi hospitality, mm-hmm. um, that just warms my heart because coming, growing up in New Zealand, that to me was just the norm. But to hear other people um, turn around and say how friendly the people are in New Zealand, how welcoming they are, they just make you feel like you're part of the family and that they care about you. I mean, the story of the woman leaving her register in, in Nelson to take <laughs> you outside to show you where to go, that is not uncommon. I mean, no. you see somebody, you see somebody looking at a map. You're walking down the street. You see somebody looking at a map. People will stop and say, um, "Excuse me, would you like some help to find where you're going?" Mm-hmm. And that is not an uncommon thing to happen. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times I have done that. I do that here in the states, and people look at me like I'm strange. If I see somebody looking at a map, I go, "Excuse me, do you need some help to find where you're going?" And they'll look at me like, "Uh, who are you, and what do you want?" Whereas in New Zealand, <laughs> it's a friendly thing. It's something that we do, mm-hmm. and people are sort of like, "Oh yes, please." Um, it's like you see people taking, you know, selfies of each other or taking a picture. You've got a couple of them that are taking pictures of each other and not together. So I always go up and offer to take pictures of them together. And they're sort of like, oh, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, to, so to hear that from somebody who experienced it firsthand, it, it warms my heart. <laughs> it really does. Well, thank you. Well, And I really want to acknowledge you because I'd never been to the country before. I didn't know where mm-hmm. to go. I didn't know what the highlights were or the spots, and I know there were some other things we wanted to do, but we were on a time crunch, and we knocked yep. some things off of our trip because of that. I I never would have put a trip together like you put a trip together for me, and I never would I would not have gotten to have that experience because I I wouldn't know where I really wanted to be or what hotels or what services were available so i have to tell you this is one of the best trips i've ever had what was really thrilling was we gave you a budget you stayed within the budget we told you the things we wanted to do and then when we and we had you over redo things because they were like okay well we need a little downtime or you know maybe we yep. maybe it shouldn't be all about wine tasting maybe there should be some other things involved so and i i just can't tell you how appreciative i am that you took the time to work with us and then rework with us and never having been to the a country you know there's always a lot of other questions and it just turned out to be absolutely the most spectacular trip of my life and well, the next time you. I get I ready to that. go, I will be calling you and have you put that together for me. Well, thank you for that. I truly enjoyed working with you guys, with you gals. Um, and that's one of the things I love to do. I like to make sure that you get to see and do the things that you want to see and do in the time that you have allocated. And that's something that um, is a passion of mine, and especially when it comes to New Zealand and showing off my homeland to people. I want to make sure that you get the true feeling of what it's like to be in New Zealand and get that Kiwi experience. Because you can look at all the pictures that you want of New Zealand and say what a beautiful country it is, but until you get to New Zealand and actually experience it for yourself, you really don't appreciate just how beautiful that country is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's an experience that a lot of people miss out on because they can see all the pictures they want, but you have to experience to appreciate it. And that's what I love to help people 
do is experience it. So thank you for allowing me to do that. I appreciate um, the trust that you guys, that you girls put in with me. So, and I would thank like you. to thank you too, Peggy, for taking time out of your day to come on our show and share your story of New Zealand with us about your trip. And I can't wait to have you back so we can do um, the next portion, which is your Australia trip, because I can't wait to let everybody in on that one and hear all the wonderful things you got to do with that. And, and that was a blast too, really. doing. <laughs> you know, I love your line about taking things off your bucket list. And the things that I did in Australia were high on my bucket list. So I'm, and guess what? I'm going back to what? them anyway again. Yay! Yeah. Really, so. <laughs> so yeah, the Great Barrier Reef. I know we're supposed to be done with New Zealand, but I have to tell you, uh, when I was diving, at the Great Barrier Reef, I felt like I was in a Monet painting. Mm-hmm. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Truly. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that experience. We're okay. Going to have to get back real soon for that one. <laughs> so there we go. Thank you, Helen. So it, my pleasure, Peggy, and thank you for being for being on the show. I truly appreciate it. And if anybody wants to know more about New Zealand and the adventures that you can have there, if you go to Half to go New Zealand, that's H-A-V-E, the number two, gonewzealand.com, you can set up your free one-hour appointment with us to talk about your adventures to New Zealand and what you want to see and do. And it is a planning session. We do record the call so that we don't get distracted by taking notes, um, and then you get our full attention during that call. And then we go back over the recording later on just to get the notes out of it. So we want to make the most of that hour. Again, Peggy, thank you so much for being on the show. Until next time, hack on era.